So we are in seal number six. We just left off with seal number five, and we're going to really see this piggy bank on seal number five. Seal number six is connected to seal number five. And we've seen that all through the churches. We've seen those connections. In fact, I have to be honest, Ivor, uh, in our conversation, and this is outside of the time we've been here, I've seen things in this connection between number five and number six that I haven't seen before. Yeah. I've seen seal number five in ways I've never seen it before. Yeah. So I really feel like uh, God is giving us insight here to the connectivity of the history, yes. the overlapping with the churches has helped. Mm -hmm. It lays a powerful foundation. So we go back and we check and we check and we check and then that opens up more of what's yeah. taking place yeah. in the seals. You were sharing just a little bit earlier that uh, you know, if we don't have the, ch the churches right, because mm -hmm. the church has lays the foundation for everything else we read in the book of Revelation, because now we can check it against the backdrop mm. of yeah. the churches, all right? Where does this unfold in the context of the seven churches? And that just helps us as we go through the seals mm. to really be able to understand where we are at yes. every point. Yeah. You know, you can drop your finger on a, on a chapter mm -hmm. and, and verse in Revelation and, and when you get its context, you can say, okay, well, this would put us here within the context of the seven churches yes. or here within the context of the seven churches. Yes. Mm -hmm. So absolutely crucial. Absolutely. And this is really going to help us when we get into the trumpets yes. because the trumpets are even harder. Absolutely. I think the seals are pretty basic and pretty yep. easy compared to the trumpets. Yep. The trumpets are hard. Mm -hmm. But the reason they're harder is because we've already given, been given the churches and the seals. And so we've got this this uh, true north already back here, this foundation already. Mm -hmm. which, right. which will make the trumpets actually pretty easy yeah. once we begin see. to see it unfold. Yeah. Okay, the trumpets look complex, but we, Where when, we, when, we, when yeah. we measure it in the context of the boom, seals boom, boom, and boom, the churches, boom, boom. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. This is, Though there's some new stuff in the trumpets yes, that yes. hasn't been, yep. okay. More detail. Good. Jason. More detail. You know what we need to do right now, don't you? Pray. That's right. <laughs> right. Pray, and then we'll read the verses. Yvonne, can you read the verses for us, and then we'll get into it? Sure. All right. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the rich blessings uh, that we've been receiving from studying your word. We invite you to be with us ag again as we uh, dig deep into your word. And please lead, guide, and direct our study. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, Yvonne, we are in Revelation 6, mm -hmm. and we're going to read verses 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Okay. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell into the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Wow. So, so this seal, this sixth seal, takes us right into the second coming of Jesus. Right. You see that in the last few verses. Yes. So this is, this is amazing. So right now, we just read verses that tell us where we are in history. Mm -hmm. okay. We're not at the second coming of Jesus. The advent hasn't taken place yet. That's right. ahead of us. Right. But we've seen these signs. Now, now, we want to look at some of these signs. When the sixth seal is opened, there is one, a great earthquake. Mm 
The sun becomes black as sackcloth of hair. The moon becomes of blood, as blood, and the stars of heaven fall unto the earth. Now, these signs, I'm just going to comment before, Ivor, before you give us some dates on this. These signs are directly connected with the fifth seal because the fifth seal pointed us to a judgment that's coming, mm -hmm. 1840, 1844 movement and, and the beginning of the investigative judgment. It pointed us to a time when those who had been slain under the altar were going to receive white robes. Now that Millerite movement, when it started proclaiming the judgment hour, the hour of his judgment and, and the everlasting gospel, it was directly confirmed by these signs. Mm. The, the earthquake, the Lisbon earthquake and the stars fall, all of these signs was a confirmation to the Millerite movement that they were indeed on track. Mm. And by the way, they expected these verses to be fulfilled very, very quickly. They expected yeah. to just roll right into the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we're going to find out why they didn't roll right into that in chapter 7, but that yeah. is for another program, 2 or 3, we'll see. Mm -hmm. So tell us about these signs, Ivor. What do we got here? So I uh, just want to point out a couple of things very quickly first. You're, you see, we just read that this sixth seal um, takes us down to the second coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about the, the seal and we'll see it in the pattern of all the seals before, is that each seal covers a period of time. Okay, it's not covering, it's not like one day. So someone can read this mm -hmm. and say, oh, this looks like a one day event, right. you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, earthquake and, and this is the coming of Christ. But the sixth seal covers a specific period of time. A, mm -hmm. It covers a, a period of time just as the fifth seal covered a period of time, uh, the fourth, third, second, and first, all covered a large section of time, mm -hmm. hundreds of years, uh, you know, covering a general period Dark of time. ages. Yeah. Exactly. Dark ages, etc. Um, we see the fifth seal, and we saw that each seal takes us first seal, rider on the white horse, takes mm -hmm. us down to the second coming, mm -hmm. right? Because the gospel is mm -hmm. going to go forward to mm -hmm. the second coming. Uh, the second seal, persecution, down to the second coming. Each seal, compromise. Mm -hmm. uh, the horses know, keep that, riding. Exactly. The horses mm -hmm. keep riding. Mm -hmm. The fifth seal, martyrs will be, you know, martyrdom will be happening up until, you know, mm -hmm. the close of probation. And so the sixth seal, same thing, but each time period t starts us a little bit, you know, further mm -hmm. closer, further down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I want to read a, a, a verse in uh, Matthew 24, and let's just turn there very quickly. Matthew 24 and verse uh, 29. Matthew 24 and verse 29. Um, one of you get that, just go ahead and read that for me. 24 verse 29 and 30. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Mm. Okay. Wow. So in verse 29 and 30, you have, in Matthew 24, what Jesus is doing is he's giving and he's speaking to his disciples and he's telling them of things to happen from his time all the way down to the end of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So while these events look compact, like this and this, uh, they're covering the period of history mm -hmm. from the early church yes. all the way down to the same history time. we're covering. Same history, right? Mm -hmm. Same history. So what's interesting is that if you look at verse 29, it says immediately after the tribulation of those days. Yes. Okay. So remember, what did we just cover in the fifth seal? 
What was happening in the fifth seal? What were the saints crying out for? The slain of the martyrs. Yeah. The persecution. Yeah. They were being, there was tribulation yes. going on, yes. persecution, yes. right? Mm -hmm. And so the, the verse says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, yes. a reference to the dark ages, yes. the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall not. Perfect connection. Perfect connection. Mm -hmm. Perfect because connection. in the sixth trumpet, yeah. Uh, what you have is right during the time, just about the time of the close of the of the 1260-year prophecy, mm -hmm. you have these major events happening in the heavens. Yeah. One occurs in 1780, mm -hmm. one occurs in 1755, uh, uh, the other occurs in 1833. Mm -hmm. This is the dark day, this mm -hmm. is the uh, Great Lisbon Earthquake, this is uh, the, falling the, the, stars. Yeah, the falling of the stars. Mm -hmm. These major events in, in the heavens the Millerite movement mm -hmm. looked at these signs and said, some happened before the Millerite movement came upon the scene, you know, just, you know, mm -hmm. years earlier, not mm -hmm. a long, but right. years earlier, mm -hmm. they looked at these signs and said, okay, mm -hmm. this, these signs are significant mm -hmm. of end time events to come. This is what actually gave uh, 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 impetus a, yeah, mm -hmm. to, to the movement of 1844 yep. mm. because when people saw these signs they were like okay they saw Matthew 24 they saw, Matthew 24. They saw, they saw the signs that we're looking at in the, under the sixth seal and they said whoa this is exactly what Jesus predicted this is exactly what Revelation is talking about mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. so what you have is a time of uh, great tribulation the 1260, mm -hmm. immediately after those days, you have the sun being darkened, the moon. So this is showing that the sixth seal actually opened up around 1840, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 17, late 1700s, 1840s, mm -hmm. which again, guess what it does? It parallels perfectly to the sixth church, mm -hmm. which is the church of Philadelphia, right. which we saw fit the time frame of mm -hmm. 1798 mm -hmm. to around 1844. Mm. The, the Millerite movement uh, uh, fulfills the Philadelphian church, mm -hmm. okay? So now when we compare the Philadelphia church and this great earthquake and these things that, you know, the sun being darkened, mm -hmm. we see this connection and what is it that their attention was being brought to? They thought it was being brought to the second coming of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. but in actuality, it was bringing them to the beginning of the judgment. The judgment. Mm -hmm. And remember, under the fifth seal, what are the saints crying out? Judgment. How long mm -hmm. before judgment? Mm -hmm. Well, we know that judgment, Jesus says, I come and my reward is with me. Mm -hmm. So sometime between the fifth seal and the sixth seal, judgment has to have begun. And that judgment must precede mm -hmm. the second coming of Christ. Mm -hmm. So this, this seal, while it looks like it's all happening in one, you know, dark yeah. day, earthquake, coming of Christ. There are events within that time period mm -hmm. that will fulfill all these things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I have read about, you know, the earth, the great earthquake and the dark day and all that. And I knew that um, it was 1700s and mm -hmm. all that. And it just seems so disconnected because here yeah. we are in, you know, in the 2000s. Absolutely, I get that. And it just seemed like, okay, that happened back then, but now what's... How does this apply to us How is that, like, yeah, how is be, it Like, is this right before Christ is coming? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, this, this so, is really the Lisbon earthquake? This is the question I've asked myself. Is that really and, the Lisbon earthquake? And that was what I was asking. Is it dark day really 200 years ago? Right. Because, like, you know, we're still here. Shouldn't this, like, 
And I get that question asked to me a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So one of the principles that I think we've been talking about that is really significant is that we see this succession of events. And what God is laying out in the book of Revelation is that he is generous to every generation. Amos says in, in chapter 3, verse 7, um, surely the Lord God will do nothing mm -hmm. except he reels his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Mm -hmm. So in every generation, God has signs and truth for that particular group of believers that f affirms them in where they live and what's going on, every single group. So that's what we've seen over and over again in the book of Revelation. We've seen, for example, the apostolic age. In the apostolic age, we saw this white horse and its rider, and we saw the apostolic church of Ephesus, and we saw them take the gospel to all the world over. And so that was a sign for them to know that, oh, yeah, we're living in this age. In the, in the red horse, we saw this persecution. And in, in, in Smyrna, we saw a 10-day period of intense tribulation. Well, that was a 10-year period, day for a year principle of Diocletian when he ruled from 303 to 313 and just really hammered the Christians. Well, that really helped them to see, wow, this, this is where we are. We're living in fulfillment of yeah. this. Yes. prophecy mm -hmm. yes so so the third church and the fourth church may not have any they're probably looking for like well what is this a woman Jezebel like mm -hmm. you know I don't get this but okay. it wasn't for them at that time mm -hmm. so these signs in these previous church eras help us to to, to be confident mm -hmm. that what we're looking for in the seventh church right or mm -hmm. under the sixth and seventh seal will have significance to us because, okay, that was for them, now this is for us. So it's important for us to understand what signs are we looking for right. in our time. Mm -hmm. And here's where it gets interesting, Yvonne, because we may say, well, I want these signs. No, God proportioned those to the Millerite movement, mm. but we have some. We have some signs. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you ready for the signs that God yes. has given us? Yes, yeah. yes. We're talking about a beast coming out of the sea, mm -hmm. getting a deadly wound, but the wound is healed, and all the world wonders, and another beast coming out of, out of the earth with two horns like a lamb, but he speaks like a dragon. Mm -hmm. And all the world, and this is marked, it's enforced on everyone, and no man can buy. These are the signs, and we're going to go, wow, when we see those things. Well, I don't know if I need that earthquake anymore because there's another earthquake taking place right here. This yeah. is amazing fulfillment of prophecy. I'm glad these guys got that because that <laughs> helped me to know why they were on track and now I know I'm on track, you know what I'm saying? Right. God is not neglectful because in Revelation 1, he says, you know, I'm the God that is and was and is to come. And this prophecy is what you've seen, what is and what will come. Yeah. So these principles of interpretation are vital for us. So not so that we get greedy and, and I think the the reason why we ask this question, why you ask it, why I've asked it, why others have asked it, is not because we're greedy to have it for ourselves. We want to understand it. Yeah. And we, we want to understand, is it significant for us? And it is, mm -hmm. because that history is significant for us to mm -hmm. know that God led his people step by step in every past generation, mm -hmm. and that he has something for us in this generation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in Revelation chapter uh, 3, we go back to the Philadelphia church. And we're looking at the comparison between six, six seal mm -hmm. and six I really wanted church. to do this, by the way. Yeah. I said, I want to look at that thing again and see. Yeah. Let's do yeah. this. That sounds and, great. And look at verse 7. It says, To the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, mm. he that openeth, mm -hmm. and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Wow. I know thy works. Behold, I've set before thee an open door, mm -hmm. and no man can shut it. Mm -hmm. So here we have Christ talking about this open door in the Philadelphian church, mm -hmm. uh, in the Philadelphian church period, 
And he's saying, hey, there's an open door. Now, if we compare that open door and ask, what is that open door? How, how, what happened in the 1800s that had to do with an open door? Mm -hmm. We're going to go back to the judgment. Mm -hmm. Because it is there where uh, Christ moves from a holy place mm -hmm. emphasis into a most holy place emphasis where judgment begins mm -hmm. yes. and we are being invited into an open door. Mm -hmm. So fifth, se fifth seal, mm -hmm. how long before judgment? God says, don't worry, judgment is coming. Mm -hmm. Sixth seal opens up with these great signs and these mm -hmm. great signs lead the Millerite movement to think, to see something is going to happen in 1844, mm -hmm. as we have been saying, and mm -hmm. this sign just confirms it. Mm -hmm. And what did they think was going to happen? The second coming of Jesus, because it's right there in the text. Right. You know, it looks like it, yeah. but they didn't understand that the door to be open mm -hmm. was actually the door of the judgment. Mm -hmm. And so he goes on to say, um, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and know that I have loved thee. You see, during the Millerite movement, there were those who were claiming mm -hmm. to be followers of God, but were scoffing at this idea yeah. that Christ would return. Yes. Mm. Now let's break this down, yeah. the synagogue of Satan, because, I mean, they say they're Jews, but they're not. So we would automatically say, well, that might be talking in, in a literal sense. It's not talking in a literal sense, mm. literal mm. Jews. Paul talks about this, and I'll just give you one verse just so that we can have it um, in our notes. In Romans chapter 2, Paul says in the last verse here, he says, uh, verse 28, he says, for he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Mm -hmm. So when they say we're Jews, they're saying we've been circumcised in our hearts. We're, right. we're believers. We're Christians because we're spiritual Jews. That's what Paul is talking about in Romans chapter 2. He talks about it in Galatians. There's Romans also uh, later in the chapter. So, so those who say we're Christians, we're followers of Jesus, but we're not. We're really of the synagogue of Satan. And the thing that I like about the synagogue of, Sa synagogue of Satan is this. Satan is an accuser of the brethren. Mm -hmm. So in Revelation 12, 11, to be of the synagogue of Satan is to be an accuser of the brethren. And this is what they were doing. They were ridiculing and accusing yeah. mm -hmm. God's people, even though they professed to be Christians. And this is exactly what happened in the Millerite movement. Yep, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite interesting that... Uh, I've got my strongs open here, and the word for synagogue mm -hmm. is uh, assemblage of persons, um, meeting, the meeting or the place, uh, by analogy, the Christian church, assembly, congregation, mm. synagogue. Mm. Mm. Remember where this is all unfolding. Yes, it's unfolding mount. within the context of the sides of, of the, the north, north. Mm -hmm. the mount of the congregation. Mm -hmm. And now here you have this distinction that God is about to make between those who claim to be Mm -hmm. of the synagogue of God, but are really not of the Mount of the Congregation. Mm -hmm. They're really of the synagogue of Satan. Right. Totally different synagogue, mm -hmm. but claim that they are Jews. Mm -hmm. And so again, you find this, and so now there's this distinction, as it were, who is on God's side mm -hmm. and who is not. Mm -hmm. And the only way to find that out would be through a judgment. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And so it's interesting because if you go back to Revelation chapter 6, and uh, look at verse, uh, verse 7, or 
In fact, we'll look at uh, verse, verse 15. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man, hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to what? Stand. To stand. That is a very significant question. Mm -hmm. Who shall be able to stand? Mm -hmm. um, if you hold your place here, and let's go over to, let me have someone find Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1, and let's look at verse 5. Jason, why don't you open that up for us? Psalm 1, verse 5? Sure. Because I'm not getting there very fast. I'm just about. I'm thinking I was waiting for it. Psalm 1, verse 5. <laughs> Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Okay. Yeah. The ungodly mm. shall not stand. Stand. I'm circling mm. that word right now. Hmm. Where? They shall not, they shall not stand where? In the what? Judgment. Judgment. And the mm -hmm. sinner shall not be where? In the congregation. In the congregation. Of the wow, congregation. Right. You see that? Two yeah. words. Wow. Congregation and judgment. And, judgment. and stand. And stand. And stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so this question is really bringing our attention to the fact of a judgment, mm -hmm. right? And of the amount of the congregation mm -hmm. and who will be able to stand. Mm -hmm. So who are those who are able to stand? Mm -hmm. Those who make it through the judgment, mm -hmm. which then lets us know that the judgment has to have occurred sometime between the sixth seal and the fifth seal. Because mm -hmm. in the fifth seal, yeah. how long before the judgment? Right. Under the sixth seal, mm -hmm. who shall be able to stand? Mm -hmm. And then we're going to find the answer. In Revelation 7. Revelation 7. By the way, if you uh, look at the book of Ezekiel, mm -hmm. um, I, did a, I was doing a word search on the word stand, and I was mm -hmm. like, I can't find anything with stand. So I did stood. I was like... Here's a story in the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 37. It is the valley of dry bones. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And in the valley of dry bones, guess what happens? You have they're these dead, yeah, you dry, have these dead lifeless. Yeah. Right. And the Bible says that these dry bones represent the what? Whole house of Israel. How much? Whole. whole. The whole the whole house. house of Israel, the mount of the congregation yep. if you will. Mm -hmm. And something happens where the spirit of God you know, Ezekiel speaks and prophesies to That's the what he does first. Yes. That's what he does first. Yes. Have you ever done that? Have you ever preached to people who are, they, that, like they're dead, like yes. they're not listening? Like, can you imagine going out in a field and preaching to a bunch of bones? And mm. see, that's what God, and that's a faith venture. Yeah. This is a faith venture. What we're doing right now is a faith venture. Mm -hmm. We're preaching and we believe that there are people listening to us. We're studying and we're, we're, we're bringing forth the word of God. And we believe there are people listening to us who may be like that valley of dry bones. And yeah. it seems like there's no mm. hope. And Ezekiel, Ezekiel says this, he says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Yes. Because hmm. mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. he even asked, Ezekiel, can these bone lives? Uh, uh, you know. You know. <laughs> I don't know. But I prophesied as I was And behold, the Spirit of God moved yes. on these bones, and bone came to bone and flesh. And, there was sin and they stood. And they stood. Wow. They stood. Mm -hmm. What does that standing mean? They were resurrected. Yes. They were able to stand before the Lord. Mm -hmm. So when this question is asked, who shall be able to stand at mm -hmm. the second coming of Christ? Mm -hmm. Those who stand at the second coming of Christ mm -hmm. are those who have made it through the judgment. Mm -hmm. And what will be the result? 
they will stand upon their feet mm -hmm. out of the graves like an army. Mm -hmm. They will be able to stand. In other words, the, 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 the righteous dead will be raised up while the wicked are going to pay. They're not going to mm -hmm. be able to stand mm -hmm. right. when he comes again. Mm -hmm. right. So again, this Revelation 6, it, the sixth seal mm -hmm. is kind of directing us, it, bringing us into this crescendo to show us mm -hmm. who are the ones mm -hmm. that are going to be able to stand right? Mm -hmm. Who are the ones that are going to make it through the judgment? Mm -hmm. Who are the ones that are going to be, that are going to come up out of the graves mm -hmm. and be able to see Christ face to face? Mm -hmm. And that introduces us to this, to chapter seven. Yeah, <laughs> and it is, it's good. It's good. I want to make this point and, and bring this home to, mm -hmm. to everyone too. And that is, is that those who will come up out of the graves, which is the most significant application of this in the sense of Revelation 7, which is to come, are those who seem to be dead in trespasses and sins right now, mm -hmm. those who maybe walk in the earth right now and overwhelmed with the fact that there's no way. Because the house of Israel, Ezekiel was like, there's no way, there's no hope, mm -hmm. we've given up hope. And you've got to understand, Ezekiel was prophesying when his people were in captivity. Mm -hmm. And yet, Ezekiel prophesied, prophecy is powerful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. The Spirit of God is powerful. Mm -hmm. You may be dead in trespasses and sins. We may have given up all hope, but prophecy, God's Word, the Spirit of God is powerful, and it can bring us back to life. So, so what you have here is the bread. Mm -hmm. It was by the Word of God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The Word, Ezekiel mm -hmm. prophesied the Word, mm -hmm. and the Spirit came. Mm -hmm. So you got the oil as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it was through the Spirit, through the prophesying of the Word, mm -hmm. that these dead bones came to life. Amen. And God is showing that those who stand in the Mount of the Congregation on Mount Zion, mm -hmm. when this is all said and done, were those who overcame by the Word of God. All right, quick summary. So we start here in verse 12. We have these signs that are also in Matthew 24. The sun the moon, the stars, the earthquake that vindicate the Millerite movement. Mm -hmm. These were the signs that they saw as vindication of the time in which we lived. Mm -hmm. And they used that to proclaim this message of the soon coming of Christ. Then you, we transition right into the second coming of Christ. And between this Millerite movement and the second coming of Christ, there's a work of judgment and sealing that takes place. And that's going to be explained in Revelation 7. Mm -hmm. After these things I saw. But one of the things that I wanted to point out here as a confirmation of what we studied in relation to the four horses is where it says in Revelation chapter 6 and verse 15, the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the chief captains, the mighty men, every bond man, every free man. This is the whole earth. The four horses are symbolic of everyone, mm -hmm. north, south, east, and west. So this is just a confirmation that we're looking at everyone right now. It's coming to a place of decision, a valley of decision. And what's going to bring them to that decision on God's side is the white horse and his right of the everlasting gospel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, what do we got to tell people? <laughs> if they have any questions, they can uh, send us an email at sss at 3abn.org. That's SSS as in salvation and symbols and signs at 3abn.org. Pray us out, bro. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for uh, a, a wonderful day and a blessed study, Lord. 
Um, there's so much information to uh, remember that we need your help. Mm -hmm. We need your help to uh, fully comprehend what we're studying mm -hmm. and so much symbolism, uh, Lord, and I'm trying to keep up. Uh, mm -hmm. So I ask that you will uh, continue to be with us, continue to bless us, and continue to help us as we strive to uh, understand uh, the prophecy that you have laid out for us. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we're going to pick up. We're not done. We're going to pick up right now with the seventh, excuse me, the, the uh, Re Revelation chapter 7 and what takes place in the sealing time. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm.